0: Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck!
1: Adventure, a podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's game. I'm Ian. I'm Mark. I'm Chris Fucking P. Man. <laughs> and today, uh somebody's gonna read this fucking book, man.
0: Yeah. I can't remember who Sir it is because it's been like a year since we did one of these. Yeah, we have taken That's a, a really break. good
1: point. Um but luckily, just in time for spooky season, uh mm. we are reading Choose Your Own Adventure number 19. Forecast from Stonehenge by the incomparable R.A. Montgomery. Which is
2: kind of on theme. And also not about a Scottish news station.
1: Yeah. There's, I don't know how much weather is in this book. I have not previewed it. Stonehenge. I know that's a spinal tap joke. That's really, that's all there is. Okay. I'm just saying. It's a spinal tap joke. <laughs> Glancing through this book, it seems to be very sickle heavy. Uh, there's a, a, a sickle on the interior picture.
0: Well, there's actually a map of Stonehenge after the warning page. Well, is it a map? It's got a compass on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's got a compass on it. What is a map but a compass? But a picture with a compass. It also okay, has, yeah, sure. It also has a map dog. You, <laughs> yeah. guys, you guys know how to be a map? It has to have a dog.
2: Question: uh, I'm looking at the picture on page one, and I'm reading.
1: <laughs> it might be. It might just be Chris. It might just be Chris in this book. It does, like, if I took off my glasses and I laid down on a bed. I broke your nose and put a Band-Aid over it. And I spoke into my BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, because you know these books were were updated for the modern times, so naturally you're speaking on a 2003-era BlackBerry.
0: Or possibly a graphing (laughs) calculator.
1: (laughs) It it might be a TI-83. Chris, you want to take us away into the world of mystery and intrigue? Uh, Beware and warning. This book is different from other books.
2: But this page isn't. Yeah, this page. There you travel to Stonehenge on the summer solstice, the most sacred day in the druid calendar. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to meet a man named Alistair who knows something about the famously missing heelstone
1: of Stonehenge. Okay, quick poll of the 3 of us, who knew that there was a missing heelstone of Stonehenge? Right, I wouldn't describe that as famously. Yeah.
0: It used to be a face stone, but then they need to stir up some drama. I don't really I think it's because it. they
1: brought in a new uh, they brought in a new wrestler and they wanted to make him be the champion.
0: There it is. Yeah, thank you for completing that joke.
1: <sighs> Sometimes I feel cursed to only partway know things. Mm-hmm. And it's wrestlers from the 90s is Yeah, is. I mean, I know that Gold Dust is a wrestler. Gold Dust? Uh huh. He's
2: Goldfinger. Very...
1: <laughs> Goldfinger. It was Goldberg, right? There's also Bill Goldberg. He's my okay. uncle's favorite wrestler.
2: Okay. That's, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, real name, correct? No, those are two different people,
1: and if you saw them side by side... Son
2: of a bitch.
0: I, I, got, that, I got confused, too, though. Like, they are very
1: similar-looking people. They have the right, same vibe. They are. They are. On paper. You know the difference, though? Goldberg, always almost nude. Stone Cold, always denim vest. And which one of them is The Rock? Uh, that is Dwayne Johnson. He's a different man entirely.
2: Are you sure? I'm Dwayne the Bill, Goldberg Johnson... The
1: Rock. John 316 is also another wrestler.
2: 619! (laughs) (laughs) This has got to be the worst thing to listen to if you are at all familiar with any kind of
1: wrestling. Yeah. Or or even Monster (laughs) Trucks.
0: Or even if you're not. Just like, what are we doing
2: right now? What Three grown men having a stroke around the concept (laughs) of wrestling.
1: Chris Chris made the wild assertion that he doesn't know any other wrestlers and then proceeded to rattle off like a dozen other wrestlers. (laughs) Just
2: full verbal aphasia. Uh... But when you arrive, the site is crowded (laughs) with all sorts of people dressed in costume for the special day. Special day. Are you ready to learn the ancient dark secrets that Stonehenge has in store for you? I I am. Uh, I am as well. Uh, Next page is a map, I guess, of Stonehenge that's a drawing of Stonehenge with a compass in the bottom right. Chris, why do you hate the idea that a drawing can be a map? Almost all maps are drawings. But it's, it's like at that isomorphic or whatever
0: angle, so it's just it's not good for navigation.
2: Yeah, like, what's the scale here?
1: What am I looking at? Uh, well, when I would get into StarCraft and crack open my special triggered uh, uh, Magic the Gathering 64. All right,
2: question, 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 that StarCraft mini-map. That's what map. angle is it at? Is it at straight down or is it at that bullshit 3D angle? Hmm? Yeah, the
1: mini map is straight down. You're right. I
0: still want to know what the fuck Ian was about to say, mixing StarCraft, N64, <laughs> and Magic the Gathering <laughs> in one supposed thing that exists. Yeah. he's just He's just trying to hit that target demographic of our podcast.
1: No, I want to get to the word map editor because it's called a map even when it's in a weird perspective.
0: I did love that map editor. I I, made me some
1: crazy StarCraft maps. Dude,
2: man, StarCraft custom maps? People did Mm -hmm. some wild shit with that. That's true.
1: They did. They were the alchemists of our time.
2: (laughs) You have been back home in London, England for less than two hours when your cell phone rings. You check the incoming number. Hello, Twig. There we go. (laughs) You (laughs) say, it's always going to be all this bullshit. You say, before your best friend can say anything, you're back. I need your help to do something. Your
1: uh, friend replies, "I can't.
2: I can't tell these voices apart, Chris." That's fair. All right. There's more than one British. Well, is there? Yeah. John Lennon. <laughs> well, there's fancy British and there's gutter British. Yeah. So. <laughs> Badger,
0: Badger from Firefly. But there's also you know Scottish and Irish and Welsh.
2: Oh yeah, Chris Welsh. Do Welsh, Chris? Not if Margaret Thatcher has anything to say about it. Am I right? Heyo, she funded a death squad in Ireland. Is that true? Why would you bring that up on our comedy podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> because she got away with it, Mark. Because she
1: got away yeah, with listen, it. Listen, if we don't hold her accountable, who
2: will? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that maybe one day our podcast gets submitted to The Hague as uh, evidence, but maybe it will. Maybe it will
1: I'm not saying we're heroes <laughs> Do you think they would fly <laughs> us out to the Netherlands? Like, would they pay for our airplane Yeah, trip?
2: if you if you submit evidence to The Hague for war crimes trials Do you get a free trip out of it? Also, because...
1: follow up, if you're deposed and, and, like, must report to The Hague Do they cover your expenses?
2: Yeah, like, also, can you, like, take weekends off If you're deposed for a war crimes trial in The Hague? Because, like, I've never been to Switzerland?
1: The ne- it's in the Netherlands.
2: The Netherlands. I've never been to the Netherlands. That seems like a fun place to visit. Yeah. Should I do a war crime?
1: No.
2: Probably no. Dear Abby. <laughs> dear Abby, should
0: I
1: do a war crime, though? S- sincerely, EDI <laughs> mean I'll do a war crime. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> huh, you're back. I need your help to do
2: something, your friend replies. Oi, twig. How about it? <laughs> nice to have you home. was Greece? I've been away three weeks, you say. I know we just did this joke last week, but give me your fucking mobile, right? Give me your fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. exactly that voice. Hello, Twig. Give me your fucking mobile, but I'm on the mobile with you. Give me your fucking mobile. No time for chit chat. Twig snaps. He snaps? Twig snaps? Okay.
1: Oh, very funny. Hey, Montgomery. That's pretty good.
2: That's pretty good. Very good. First page, and R.A. Montgomery's dropping this gold. He's really this- branching out. There it
1: is. (laughs) R.A. Mark Gummery, am I right? Boom. Uh,
2: This is serious. Besides, I know you had a good time in Greece because I read your
1: blog. Ugh, that edition sticks out like a sore, sore thumb.
2: Okay, what's the problem then, other than (laughs) the title of my zanga?
1: (laughs) You don't think I should use a panic at the disco lyric? (laughs) Fuck off. They're the voice of a generation. You wouldn't know real art
2: if it came up and bit you in your pasty oh little
0: tits. Oh my god, these British accents are getting so grating so fast.
2: <laughs> the minute I turned 18, I got an MCR tattoo across the underside of my ribs.
0: I really hope there's very little dialogue in this book.
2: <laughs> I bet this is a dialogue-heavy one. Yeah, so far it's nothing but. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to go to Stonehenge today to meet someone, Twig replies. Why don't you go? You mean the Stonehenge. In your mind, you see the ancient stone monument that sits on the Salisbury Plain. Hey. For 5,000 years, people have wondered how the huge stones were put so precisely in place. And why they're marinating in weird brown fluid. Hmm. I can't go, Twig croaks. Six broken ribs and a cracked collarbone. Wait a minute. So Twig... Twig is on the first twig page.
1: Twig is talking into his TI-83. We are, the, we are hooded in mystery.
0: We are breaking into Twig's house.
1: <laughs> we have a yeah. burglar kit, and we're and we're shot from below, like a like at a Dutch angle, like a burglar would be.
2: So we are 100% a chav, and I nailed it with the accent. You nailed it.
1: Are we filming a Brinks commercial?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The director's like, "Come on, man! It's like it's a five-minute commercial. Just like, don't answer your phone while we're filming." <laughs> I feel like that's not a
1: huge ask. Oh, it twig's me, mate. <laughs> Tell me not to talk to me, mate. Twig's me, fucking mate. It's all
2: good. Yeah, you, know, you can you can do the lights or whatever while I answer the phone. Yeah, you're gonna to have to take a break, anyways. You don't need me acting all the time. I got to talk to Twig. He's in the bloody hospital. Do you have any idea who I am? <laughs> I'm the fucking Michael Kane of English Brook security advertisements. So before you fucking tell me not to answer my fucking phone, maybe you think about that. Uh, you want to work in this town again? You want to walk in you yeah? You want to work in this town again? You fucking prick. Fuck, fuck off. Fuck off. Give me your fucking mobile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it I'm, actually works. It and I'm taking everyone's fucking mobile.
2: Uh, before you can ask how he broke all those bones, Twig reads your thoughts. Over the weekend, he says Rock climbing in Sussex. I fell. Can't leave bed for two weeks. But if you'll go to this meeting for me, I'll be on standby. Standby for what? Standby for what? <laughs>
1: And then he fucks that building. That's a weird music <laughs> video. It's a great I'm like, music video. I'm like, cool. It's shot like Kung Fu Hustle. It it, it looks mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm, oh yeah. Minutes. And then he fucks a building until it collapses.
0: He fucks through a building. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. All the way down.
2: Then it occurs to you: today is June 21st, the summer solstice. It's the longest day of the year. It's also the day the sun will set exactly between the two largest stones or megaliths at the site. It's one of those large Zerg creatures. <laughs> Yeah, depending on if we cut all of that StarCraft chat earlier in the podcast. We
1: probably did. Probably will. It was bad chat. I mean, it was fun chat, but it was bad chat. You know what's even worse, though? Is talking about it, I think.
2: (laughs) How can we make it harder
1: to cut later? (laughs) America loves meta chat, guys. Only with no lead-in, though. We're going to have to leave it in with no lead-in.
2: Right. Uh, We'll cut the original chat and keep only the meta chat. Mm Who am I supposed to meet, you ask? and why a fellow named Alistair Shepherd he claims he has information on the missing heelstone <gasps> the missing heelstone really heel stone. you <laughs> say the heelstone finally you are intrigued finally you are intrigued <laughs> 3 pages into the book you care about the plot <laughs> before the heelstone you were just like stonehenge bah who cares but now that you know that the heelstone's in play the
0: heelstone's connected to the Chin stone.
1: Are we very important archaeologists? I'm just confused as to why anybody would want to give us information about the heel stone. Right. Picture wise we're children. Yeah. The Missing Heelstone
2: is a Stonehenge controversy. It stems back to the very first known photograph of Stonehenge, taken in 1853. Many of the stones had fallen over. Then, in the 1920s, the Henge was
1: rebuilt. The (laughs) Henge. I've never heard that. It's a cool teen club. It's a cool teen club that Buffy and all her friends go to after school. If they just all play, like, a British post-punk, it's just uh-huh. a lot of joy division. And that one cover of Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones by that band with a female singer, like, it brings me to tears every time I hear it. I'm not, I'm not even joking.
2: How do you know this Alistair is not just some kook, you ask? Well, I don't. But it's worth a meeting, especially if it's you going and not me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worth
1: <laughs> me telling you to go.
2: It's worth your time. You're 15. <laughs> you don't have any broken bones. Okay, I'll go. I knew you'd do it, Twig says. I'll cover your expenses, of course. All right, well, he's not
1: bad. How is he going to cover the expenses? He says he will. He's never going to.
0: He's
2: going to Venmo you. It's going to very conspicuously talk about Venmo. Where am I supposed to meet this Alistair Shepard again? Just inside the outer ring of megaliths at sunset, Twig replies. He said he's about five foot six, plump, with a silver beard. He's Santa. (laughs) He's Professor Light. (laughs) <laughs> he'll be wearing a druid's cloak With silver embroidery on the sleeves And he'll be carrying a small brown leather satchel Mark,
1: did you, you get, get that full description? Did you take that note? Because we're going to need that note
0: Yeah, he's also going to be like playing a wooden flute, right? Oh, definitely He's going to have some like really pointy shoes Yeah,
2: he's going
1: to stink up patchouli
2: He'll have cloven feet and be fucking the spirit of a river <laughs> It'll be ten bats. <laughs>
1: Two hours later,
2: your taxi is pulling up to the car park across the road from the Stonehenge monument. You pay the driver eighty pounds.
1: Jesus, I better be twig. Better be good for so it. So much it money, a
2: yeah. Three-hour cab is ride, though, right? Windy allowances and climb out. It looks like the celebrations have already started. There's a large crowd gathered. Almost everyone is dressed in costume. It takes you a few minutes to realize that no one is moving. However, that's pretty normal for a British club. (laughs) Boom. Take that, Brits.
1: Yeah. Youth culture in Britain, famously producing the Beatles.
0: Take that, country that I'm pretty sure has never downloaded one of our episodes before, so we're still in the clear. (laughs) Yeah, Ireland has
2: downloaded episodes, Britain hasn't, so fuck off. Is Ireland not in Britain?
1: No. Famously, so I would say. It's, it's, the kingdom of, it's the kingdom of England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. They fought a whole war about it.
0: Yeah, there was a whole kerfuffle. All right. Is it in the UK? It's not in the UK. Is the UK different than Britain?
1: Okay. Well, that's good. Chris, you've traveled there. Mark, I, I don't expect you to understand why white people would fight each other. for if they, speak, they speak the same language. <laughs> why would they ever fight each other?
0: Is Britain distinct from the United Kingdom? No. Are you sure? Yes. What about Great Britain? Uh, Same deal. What if it's Metro Britain?
1: Uh, That's not a thing. Metro is in reference to a city, right? So it'd be like Metro London. Metro England City. Metroidvania.
0: We should keep on reading.
2: That was a good bit. I thought it was a fine right.
1: it, went, it went for a long time and it, it made me sound pedantic or made Mark sound dumb. Either way, it's not, it's not like gold.
2: Uh,
0: nope, I'm not going to tell that story. I don't think it works as a story. Continue with your damn story about Stonehenge. I hate this podcast.
2: <laughs> this is a terrible podcast. At least we stopped at a page break. On our garbage podcast. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> hey, that's what our guy says. What's going on? You ask a young man dressed as Pan? The Greek god of nature. Oh, man, this is a new guy. Uh, fuck, uh, I, I really do
1: have only two vaguely British voices, so. Chris, just do anything. He's a, he's a nobody character. We'll never see
2: uh, it. Uh, they say they aren't going to <laughs> allow anyone to the site, he replies, playing a few notes on his pipes <laughs> like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs>
1: what a <laughs> fucker!
2: In response to a
0: question. <laughs> like, it's one thing to, like, be absentmindedly strumming a guitar while someone's trying to talk to you. <laughs> right. But to, like, you're, take you're, a break from talking uh, to blow yeah, through your fucking panpipes.
2: To be clear, the next sentence is uh, something about a terrorist threat against the monument. So he was like, oh, yeah, no,
1: they're not letting anybody in. Also, a bomb might explode. You know that Twix commercial where it's like, listen, sometimes you just got to take a second before you say something.
2: Great, you mutter. It's beginning to look like another one of Twix's wild schemes. You call him on your cell phone to ask if there's a plan B, but the reception is Because you got a
1: stranger pregnant.
2: Yeah, all right. But the reception is terrible. You get cut off three times before giving up. You scan the crowd. There are a large number of people dressed as druids with gray hooded robes. But no one has silver thread on their sleeves. Suddenly, a small woman dressed as a fairy with sparkles on her face and gossamer blue wings flutters up to you. Which is a weird way to describe walking. Any chance you're eating? Yeah. Yeah. Chris. Chris. I took a small bite of tomato. <laughs> God damn it, Chris! <laughs> I thought I could do it. I couldn't. <laughs> it's
0: too a fucking weak to read the book. Why do not you just not read the book while you go? Remi eating. He's the one reading. I
2: know. Oh, I know. Oh no my. eating during the reading. That's well. That that's look. So if I lady. hadn't ate, we would never have found that rhyme. Oh, no, it's a
0: reference to a dumb, really kind of scary video that my friends made. But yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know either of those references. I just think it's funny that like the, the balls of steel this man has. I Chris is always in a perpetual state of near starvation, I think. And I the guess only th- the only times he can eat. He hasn't eaten in two weeks, Mark. There's no
2: 30 minute period during the day where you aren't eating. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> well, no, I eat at noon for lunch. And then when I get back from work at eight o'clock, I eat at noon
0: for lunch. And then whenever I'm recording a podcast for dinner true yeah.
1: you've just been now i'm imagining a world where like chris has been forlornly looking at a tomato for 40 minutes <laughs> like waiting for the opportunity where we're goofing so hard he can eat part of a tomato
2: now i gotta come up with a lady voice uh hi i'm Elaine. she says in a clear but soft voice you look like the curious sort
1: do you want to get in to see the hinge is that a thing that people really call it or is that like a R.A. Montgomery slang for Stonehenge? I think,
0: I think she's talking about her vagina.
1: Oh, boy.
2: Oh, no, I was talking about the doors. I'm a door salesman for uh, Glasgow hinges.
0: Actually, according to this
2: next page, she's a fae. Uh-oh. She's a Fuck winged off. fairy creature. oh! All right. All right, here we go. Sure, but I'm meeting someone first, you say? I can get you into the henge, she says. You can come with me and my friends. (laughs) She doesn't have any friends. It's just you and Elaine. I'm just, you know, many of us call it the henge. Me and all my friends do. So you look up and see Elaine's friends all staring at the two of you. They're all dressed as fairies, men and women both. Some have wings, others don't.
1: You know, you can can describe anything as either having wings or not, right? (laughs) Everything in the world either does or does not have wings.
2: (laughs) You guys ever played Guess Who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm does it have wings or not? Yeah, that's <laughs> well, all sure. of them. So, so- <laughs> yes. Is it a person? Y- yeah, yeah. What is your board? What does your board look like? What is? I just, <laughs> I feel like your board looks really different than mine, and that's why the questions that are coming out of your face are coming out that way. G <laughs> seven. I
1: have. A <laughs> I have a, I have a well. I have a race car. I have half of an apples to apples joke.
2: Knight to rook five. That is not even the same game. That is 100% not the same game.
1: I have a picture of a man called Clarence. Is your man called Clarence? Oh fuck. (laughs) I'll treat you some sheep for him.
2: I have uh, what appears to be a briefcase, and it's got one key that I've put in, and another key, and then a big red button. What is this game? I don't know this reference. It's the nuclear football. Oh, wow. All right. Do you have the second key to unleash the hellfire of nuclear flame? Chris, you're just kind of doing your own thing at this point. I am doing my own thing. I'm just, I'm really frustrated about this pizza, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We know an underground passage. The entrance is just on the other side of this barrow, she says. Who are you waiting to meet? We took some druids through the passage earlier. Maybe he's already inside. Really? Did one of them have a silver thread on his sleeves? Alistair? She gasps his name.
1: Why are you meeting Alistair?
2: We don't really know. Yeah. Our,
0: our
1: hospitalized uh, friend suggested it. it. Does it help if I say Twig told me?
2: <laughs> my friend Twig, yeah, so you'll find this funny, my friend's Twig, so he snapped, <laughs> right? He snapped all his ribs. Uh, well, I guess that's it. That's really the joke. Anyway, you know him, you ask, <laughs> trying to remember if you'd mentioned his name before. You don't think so, but your brain seems to be working in slow motion. Maybe you're just tired from all your traveling? Or is it Elaine's Odd Perfume? Probably the magic. Could be all three. Probably the magic, though. Alistair is one of the arch druids. Why don't you come with us? Then you won't miss your meeting.
0: Is
1: that one of the druids who hangs out by this arch? Yeah. The Stonehenge is just a series of arches. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the hinge.
2: The hinge, right. Uh, We're following this lady, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. You can take me to Alistair, you ask? He and the other archdruids use our entrance. See? Elaine replies. Ugh. Told you. Come with me. She takes you by the hand and introduces you... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to say anything.
1: Nobody had to say anything.
2: Everyone's an adult. She takes you by the hand and introduces you to the others dressed like fairies. Everyone you meet laughs or claps you on the
1: back, as if you were old friends. Everyone you meet laughs you on the back or claps you on the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's, parallel structure is very important. They, they put their mouth right onto
2: your uh, vertebrae and just start laughing. A booming laughter. <laughs> God. Welcome, human, one shouts. Ugh. These people are pretty good at role-playing, you think to yourself. Because you have no genre savvy. Yeah. Hush, hisses Elaine. Danny, you go distract the guards for a moment. That's all we'll need. You got it, boss, says Danny. She bounces away (laughs) through the guards. Towards the guards. She bounces... She bounces so hard she just
1: (laughs) bursts through the human guards.
2: (laughs) She bounces the guards. Uh, (laughs) Elaine whispers, How's our chance? You step away from the crowd towards the far side of the barrow. When you turn its corner, you are almost out of sight. Elaine wades through the tall grasses you continue to follow. Maybe you'll catch a Pokemon. Random
1: encounter. Oh, fuck. I only have six Squirtles. That's not
0: a bad way to play the game. It's an impossible way to play the game. You'd have to (laughs) trade with, like, five of your friends and only get their Squirtles.
2: Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Is it cool if we all trade Squirtles?
1: No. Can you just keep
0: restarting the game and giving me your Squirtle as quickly as you can?
1: (laughs) that's the squirtle squad you guys we're not we're not making squirtle. something up this is real yeah yes that's true
2: you follow elaine into the dark doorway and down a steep winding hallway lit by torches
1: <laughs> oh man i was gonna sing that death Cab for cutie song but
2: <laughs> elaine turns one last corner and you stumble forward into a gigantic dining hall it might be the largest room you've ever seen Everyone is dressed like a fairy, laughing and talking. People throw confetti, and there seems to be a flying contest on the far side of the room. What? You think this yeah. is normal, and <laughs> doesn't, that doesn't bother you at all. Does
1: not merit further explanation. There's
2: just well, a their costumes contest. are so good that they have the power of flight. Of course. <laughs>
1: They're really good at role-playing.
2: <laughs> you don't see a single person in the gray robes of an archdruid, and that's the thing that bothers you the most about <laughs> what you just saw. Yeah. Get these fucking magical fairies out of here and show me Alistair. She approaches a tall, thin man walking past. Alistair, he answers, stroking his chin. A wizard arrives precisely when he means to. (laughs) The druids departed some time ago for the henge, which we're all calling it that. (laughs) Stop trying to make henge a thing. (laughs) Just then, a beautiful woman dressed in green velvet stands on a chair and rings a crystal bell. Welcome, and let the festivities begin. A huge cheer goes out. The side doors open, and the waiters begin steaming out with platters heaped with food. The food looks delicious. Juicy roasts, steaming mashed potatoes, salads, condiments, pies, and cakes. Condiments. This is the first time anyone said that about British cuisine.
1: Yeah, it looks delicious.
0: <laughs> Normal stuff. This is from magical Britain, like in the Harry Potter books.
1: Yeah, mm, but do you wizarding never, Britain. Has anybody eaten Turkish Delight before? That shit that uh, fucking... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, flying rich in the wardrobe, bullshit. Yeah, Edmund. Edmund yeah. betrayed his whole family. Do you, it's jelly candy covered in chocolate. It's the yeah, yeah. Like how bad is the food
2: situation in Britain? Right. That Edmund was like, yeah, I'd kill my sister and brothers for this shit.
1: <laughs> it's so like goopy, but also crunchy.
2: Uh, Blair did mention, and it's a good point. It was World War Two, uh, so yeah. like the food situation Sugar was, rations, yeah. if you can believe it, even worse.
0: Also, it's a Bible allegory, so that probably means something.
2: Nah, I don't think there was anybody in the Bible that like betrayed anybody, right? Well, not for Turkish delight. Someone walks past with a tray of glistening lasagna.
1: That smells delicious. Yeah, so not British food. <laughs> what the fuck? Glistening lasagna.
0: Oh, so good. It just glistens. They sprayed it with that hairspray mist they use for doing advertisements. Mm. You can smell how moist it is. Stunt lasagna. Do not eat
1: this lasagna.
0: Not for <laughs> Stunt consumption. Lasagna. Stunt lasagna is my rapper name. <laughs> your mouth is salivating then you remember something from preschool this would be a good
2: time to do that fully work you want to do all the time chris Ooh, man well as soon as we take a bite i'm actually taking a bite of this pizza so we're not going to take a bite read the rhyme it was a line in a nursery rhyme eat a fairy's food become a fairy slave so you can't fucking eat any goddamn food hang on
1: hang on eat a fairy's food become a fairy slave no results (laughs) on google (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fucking bullshit, Ari Montgomery. Oh, uh, you know what they say. Eat a fairy's food, become a fairy slave. Now, this does have roots, I think, in uh, the, the myth of uh, uh, um, Persephone, right? Like, she eats a, a pomegranate seed uh, in the underworld and does become, like, she can't leave once she eats that pomegranate seed. I hope we get to live the myth of Coachellan and uh, are seized by warp spasms and our
2: body turns inside out and one of our eyeballs pops out of our head and then that makes us better at sword
1: fighting for yeah, some reason yeah, we and also we're that. invincible. <laughs> all our meats on the outside.
0: I did not read this story. It sounds like a good one. It's fucking insane. uh
2: yeah. it's Welsh, Irish, I believe. Is it Irish? Yeah, and there's like, oh yeah, yeah, no. If you if you had all your good meat bits on the outside, you'd be better at fighting. That's <laughs> a myth that makes sense. Let's the do s- it. The skin is restraining your natural ability. Yeah, your muscles are underneath. I was just thinking about this earlier today. So like, part of it is like his eyeball pops out of his head, and like it's on like a string. Like, how do you know that in ancient times? Someone's eyeball had to come out of their head and, like, be still attached by the optic
1: nerve, right? I mean, that probably happens a lot. It was mostly blunt, like, weapons and smashing heads.
0: <laughs> Violence is nothing new or recent. I would say we know Ugh. what the
1: insides look like a lot quicker than we know what they're for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Egyptians are like, what's all this gray shit? Get this the fuck out of here. I'm trying to make a, like a, a shriveled up mummy body. Get the get this. The fuck is this oatmeal inside of my head? Yeah, ugh. Everybody knows all your good organs are in the middle of your body. Yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, if you were designing a body, you'd put all the good organs
1: right in the center. Like crane. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, you're, you've got, like, emotion. You've got communication. You ingest all your food. A lot of important stuff happens on the tip top.
0: Well, yeah. you didn't know that, though.
1: Yeah, you're right. They didn't know that.
0: Because they were still putting food up their butts.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna let that one breathe for a second. Uh, you look around at the jolly crowd. Eating that food was with just their a butts. nursery rhyme, right? Maybe it's time to return to the car park and see if Alistair is waiting for you after all. Car park.
0: So, given that we cheated, and actually it's not a real nursery rhyme, are we safe to ignore
2: it? If you would like to make your choice without reading up on fairies, go to the next page. If you would like a quick refresher lesson, blah blah blah. We will never do that, Ari Montgomery. I know that you're dead, but stop trying. Oh my God!
0: Look
1: at it. It's no. It's very good, guys. No, we should,
0: we should definitely. We should definitely do the fairy
2: lore page. Yeah,
1: it's so good. Yeah, we should. Okay, fine. It's oh, co- only because it starts
2: God. with fairy lore in all caps. <laughs> there are many theories about fairies, but it's agreed <laughs> by everyone, <laughs> by fairy yeah. scholars, mm-hmm. that they. A, are human in appearance with magical powers. B, do not like iron and will not go near it. C, have magical powers including flying, casting spells, and foretelling the future. It is believed they were driven into hiding over 100 years ago by a human encroachment on fairy lands worldwide. as population exploded during the Industrial Revolution. Yeah,
1: why did they flee us during the Industrial Revolution? Look at B, they do not like iron and will not go near it.
2: Others believe fairies are angels who have committed a crime or sin. They are forced to live in the Earth realm and are quite mischievous. Also... Our best representatives in Mortal Kombat.
1: Oh, because Earthrealm. Wait, yeah, who's the angel from Earthrealm? Raiden. Raiden's not from Earthrealm. No, he's a guardian of Earthrealm. Yeah, he lives on the outside. I don't think Raiden's from Earthrealm. He shoots lightning. Jax has robot hands in 1990. Are you kidding me? That's a magic power. They gave that to him. Didn't you? Don't you? Chris, you fell asleep during Annihilation, but there's a whole process where he gets no, this. No, no,
2: I, I understand they gave it to him. I'm telling you, it's 1999. <laughs> we thought that like a number bigger than 2000 would fuck our shit all up. You're telling me they got robot hands? Fuck off.
0: Fuck off. For, for an elder god, Raiden was pretty comparable in power level to all the random humans.
2: Also, fucking shit at his job, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to protect Earthrealm. Like, are you? Are you sure? Because, like, couldn't you just hit him with lightning and get him to fuck off?
2: <laughs> right. Shao Kahn is the rule of Outworld. Shang Tsung is, like, his junior guy, and that dude is beating ass left and right. Meanwhile, yeah. our main guy, Raiden, can't fucking shoot lightning at a single point. Fuck
1: off! So, in the lore, does Raiden ever fight in the lore? Like, does he participate? <laughs> he didn't yeah, fight in the movie. He didn't fight in the movie. Well, he did He did zap somebody when they tried to attack him too early, and they're like, not until the competition.
2: <laughs> to be clear, yeah, yeah. The, the Christopher
1: Lambert, it was the natural <laughs> ultimate uh, casting. Uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know how, you know, how Christopher, when you think Christopher <laughs> Lambert, you think a Japanese storm god. Like, that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's <laughs> right. like,
0: how old was he when that movie was made? Because it looks like they hired a 32 year old to play a 70 year old.
1: <laughs> Wait, who are you talking about for to be the elder god? Yeah. Let's see. Christopher Lambert is currently 62. So he would have been like 37. Okay. I'm just
0: saying he was an unconvincing old man. Yeah. And super white. 37.
1: I
2: I don't know. 37, you could be like, if you live the right way, you could look, use the fuck
1: up. Oh my God. You guys, I was just thinking, what's a worse conversational path to go down than StarCraft? (laughs) Oh, He's yeah, yeah, Talking about how French film, action film actor Christopher Lane <laughs> Bear cannot play fictional character from a video game, Raiden. Raiden. Uh,
0: Raiden is Metal Gear Solid.
1: Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They're spelled the same, though, right? Raiden. They are. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, dude, we're not even done with the fairy lore. <laughs> We've made literally one choice. Yeah. Oh, two. We made two. We made two if you would like to read about fairy lore. That was a whole choice. No, okay, fair enough.
2: People exposed to fairy mischief have reported time travel as one of their dark arts. There are reports that a human who eats fairy food becomes highly susceptible to their schemes and plans, although actual enslavement is rare.
1: If we had not read that page, we would have been fucked.
2: Guys, I have a theory. Yeah. Uh, this woman that we're
0: following, Elaine, mm-hmm. and all the people she's cavorting with. Yeah. What if they're fairies?
2: I think Elaine might be a fairy. I'm thinking, because... Uh, okay, devil's
1: advocate, devil's advocate. Uh, okay, okay. She's just dressed like a fairy.
0: Devil's advocate advocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her friends are flying. Right.
2: I, I didn't want to bring that up because I don't want to like harp on the same thing over and over again. Okay,
1: okay, okay. But devil's, ad, devil's advocate's advocate. 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 Are we sure they're flying? Because we're kind of high.
0: That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, devil's devil advocate advocate, mm-hmm. this bit sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was a, f- a no, fun. It's a, it's no, you right. I
0: just didn't have anything, and I wanted to bail out in a <laughs> dismissive way. Yeah, it
1: was a coward's death. Mark <laughs> was a, it was a coward's death. And, uh...
0: <laughs> you're right. You win. You have advocated for your devil better
2: than mine. Have you considered just singing the Mega Man theme song?
1: <laughs> super robot,
2: Star Fox. Oh, there we
1: go. <laughs> I was going to say Megalith again. Okay. Well, page 25 is the weirdest presentation of a page in any Choose Your Own Adventure history.
2: <laughs> make, make your mm-hmm. decision,
1: below. <laughs> the entire body of the text. We jump back from fairy lore to page 25 when we're ready to make our decision. Page 25 reads in its entirety oh, I got this. Make your decision below. That's it. Thank you. A lot of white space. That is a non-trivial amount of wasted paper. Hey, R.A., do
2: you think the publisher is going to pay you for this page where you just wrote make your decision below? Don't <laughs> do whatever I
1: damn well say or I'll give them no more books.
2: R.A. Montgomery, do they have any idea who the fuck I am? <laughs> yeah. Don't Don't come to me about Edward Packard. Packard, that
1: hack. I told you how to solve that problem years ago. Bullets, silver bullets, they're the only thing that can stop Edward
2: <laughs> So are we going to stay and eat this fairy food oh or are we going to leave? No,
1: we have to leave yeah, we, we have, have to, to leave, leave. Yeah. we're not idiots
2: Specifically it was like, hey, like, you might not get enslaved, but also like, you <laughs> won't get un unins- Ah, fuck, alright Elaine, thank you for the invitation to eat, but I promised my friend Twig I would meet Alistair I think I better go back outside and continue to wait, you say as politely as you can.
0: Twig is a real person. This is not just an excuse. He broke his bones and he talks on a calculator. (laughs) Goodbye.
1: (laughs) I have to go meet my very normal friend. Twig.
2: That was the best name you could make up. No, I swear to God, that's the one part I didn't make up. Elaine grins mischievously. Fairy time is different, you know. I announces. do know! I do know that! That's the one sentence that I know! Good luck! She laughs in a rather snippy way and joins some friends sitting nearby. You take one last look at the cavernous chamber so you can sketch it later. Hm. Okay, and turn on your heels. <laughs> your heel stones.
1: Heyo! Did we not mention that you're good at sketching? You love sketching.
0: Did we also not mention you're wearing Heelys? Because it says you turn on your heels, so that kind of implies you're wearing heels. Yeah, they
1: chose some weird things to update about these texts, (laughs) but I appreciate it.
2: You nod goodbye to the fairy guards as you return to the narrow, dark tunnel leading into the car park. You retrace your steps and arrive at an oval wooden door. The guard elf is talking on a cell phone and laughing uproariously. The guard elf is talking
1: on a cell phone. Why is he an elf? Where did elves come from? This is the first (laughs) mention of elves. (laughs) Oh yeah, that elf over there.
2: You take a few steps forward and turn to look towards the car park, but it's gone. The only living thing is a horse-drawn carriage approaching a dirt road. Well,
1: the horse is living. The carriage should still be inanimate.
2: No, wait for it. You wave it down. What happened to everyone? Uh, Sorry, what happened to everyone? You cry. Everyone. The carriage stops and replies to you. It's a talking carriage.
1: (laughs) Oh no, that's so scary.
2: (laughs) He's dressed in an old-fashioned frock coat and top hat. I'm in Amesbury, right? Near the Stonehenge Monument. Right? You ask. Right. Amesbury, England. 1844, are you lost? He answers. He gave you the year. That's a weird thing. That's a
0: fucking weird thing. I'm going to start doing it to everyone all the time. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? I'm
2: good. It's 2019. (laughs) Yeah, I'm John Oliver now. (laughs) 1844, you reply weekly. The end.
0: Yeah, you reply every week for the rest of your life. Yeah. Okay, so... Look, we went with the fairies, but if we, stick, if we stay at the hinge, maybe we can meet the actual druids. Yeah,
1: let's just stay at the hinge.
0: I'm here for the druids.
2: All right, I'm here for the, I'm here for the druids in the hinge. Here we go. Thanks, Elaine, but I'll wait here for Alistair, just in case. Your loss? Most would not pass up such an opportunity, she says as she skips over to her friends. The sun sets as you make your way through the crowded car park. It's late, and a number of people clad in togas sing loudly as the sun dips. Now they're Roman cosplayers? A huge cheer goes up from the crowd, and drums beat. Dancers dressed in kilts with their faces painted blue try to get others to join the dance.
1: We got kilts, we got togas, we got druid robes. Welcome to Stonehenge! Stonehenge!
2: <laughs> you keep scanning the crowd, but still no Alistair. Peering through the bars of the gates to the henge, you can't see anyone in among the giant stones.
1: Peering through the bars of the gates of the henge. Peering through the bars of the gates to the hinge,
2: Peering
1: through the bars of the henge. <laughs> to the hinge
2: <laughs> someone taps you on the shoulder and says uh, sorry about the mix-up on the meeting place i think you're looking for me I'm right, alistair you whirl around i like your old wizard voice chris yeah it's good it's very good thank you it a,
1: a little bit a little bit alec guinness obi-wan
0: Oh, but it turns out he's not an old wizard. He's an angry hobo handing you a brick.
1: He's so mad. He's so mad. I don't even want that brick. Fuck off. He
0: does seem furious. He oh. has wrapped the brick in a ribbon, though, so that's nice. I am.
2: Alistair Shepard, you're facing a man in a grey druid's robe. He's Come not in a the land of the ice and snow.
1: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Got an facing a man in a in druid's, druid's robe. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Bear through the bars at the gates at the hinge. Bear through the bars at the gates at the hinge.
2: Bear through the bars at the gates at the hinge. He's not as plump as you expected, but otherwise he matches
1: Twig's <laughs> <What>? description. <laughs> what?
2: What he lacks in plump, he makes up for in
0: fury.
1: You're a little fucking judgy. <laughs> when Twig said plump, you were like, plump. <laughs> you were thinking like real plump, but we're going to take time out of this book to let you know he's not as plump as you imagine.
2: Hang on a second. You're not dummy thick.
1: <laughs> Hashtag not that plump. Show me your tummy, old man.
2: Make those clap, make, make your ass cheeks clap, or give me your fucking mobile, your choice.
1: Do it, Alistair. Oh, I don't want to. Do it. Do the Alistair shuffle. That's a Goonies? Uh, it, yeah. Uh, uh, spinal tap.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. uh, his hood is pulled back, and he smiles at you kindly in the face. You know, like... spinal tap, a.k.a. Led Zeppelin.
1: <laughs> uh, peer through the bars of the gates of the hinge. Okay.
2: I thought we were going to miss one another. You reach to shake his hand. He clasps onto his walking stick instead and hands you a package.
1: (laughs) You've been served. Oh, (laughs) fuck. You got to go to Britain jail. (laughs) Damn,
2: thought I'd run away from the child support forever. I don't have much time. The others will miss me before too
1: long. Doubt it. You see a short bus off in the distance that says uh, Old Wizard Retirement Home.
2: (laughs) His eyes dart around, but no one else seems to notice him. It's a good metaphor for old age Mm -hmm. Uh, He has handed you a small box Wrapped in plain brown paper and tied with string Keep your eyes on me Here, just don't look at the package Don't listen to it ticking Yeah, just bring it to the most
1: crowded place
2: (laughs) It's the ceremonial golden sickle Passed bound by 147 generations of the sons S-U-N of Stonehenge Put it away now Please Put it away, put it put away. It put it away, put I it just away
0: now. is <laughs> the way you said it, Chris.
1: Yeah. Chris, you have a real sing-song sort of quality to the way you deliver the prose. Mm-hmm. Which is
2: very frustrating for everyone else in my life.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> not us. We're
2: rolling in it. This is good. Rolling in the deep, if you will. Uh, well, I'm going to cut that. Please plate. do. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we get out of this crowd and talk somewhere private? You say, arching your eyebrows, glancing at the boisterous crowd all yeah. around you.
1: That's not the only package we're worried about here. I won't look at it. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Staying in the crowd is safer. Sometimes they have me watched.
0: What a crazy old man. Yeah,
2: he's like. What making... a crazy old man. Uh... <laughs> I couldn't if I tried. <laughs> You casually stow the package in your pack. I thought you had information for Twig about the eelstone. The eelstone?
1: The eelstone. Forget that! Turn to the next page.
0: Yeah,
2: forget Twig? Forget.
0: I don't forget know. the heelstone.
2: Oi! You say, pulling away. I need you to take the golden sickle to the British Museum. You must see Standish Bloom, a real name. Real
1: British name. Oh, yes, that is so British. <laughs>
2: the head of the Ceremonial Antiquities Department. Just mention the golden sickle from the sons, again, S-U-N, of Stonehenge and mention my name, Alistair.
0: Wave the sickle around in the air in the lobby and demand <laughs> him by name. You'll g- <laughs> Honestly, just
2: pull a golden sickle out from this package and then show it to the museum. How many sickles in a nut? 20. 69. <laughs>
1: <laughs> better answer. Better answer. Better answer.
2: I must go. I am doing a grievous betrayal to the great oak, even to be telling you of these things. If I am find out, well, you would never see me again. Oh, no! <laughs> With that, he turns away from you and disappears into the crowd. Instead of getting smaller, the crowd seems to have grown since the setting of the sun. They're all nine feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> exhausted from the long day and strange events you catch a ride to amesbury with a van of elves
1: why do we keep saying that so casually yeah it's either like uh like sort of we are being ignorant and mildly racist or there's actual elves here's a thought we have an iq
2: of 12 does elves just mean something else like in england
1: like a sex like a sex thing
0: no just like they say elves but what they really mean is i don't know poor people
1: italian people
2: yeah, who knows their word for cigarette is very offensive in America, so there you go. maybe. They throw the C word around like it's no big deal. Yeah.
1: They refuse to take in any more Syrian immigrants.
2: <laughs> you know, just weird cultural stuff. <laughs> you were able to get the last room in a small inn above a pub. When you are safely in your room with the door shut and locked, you extract Alistair's package from your pack. <laughs> You carefully untie the string. As soon as you open the paper, you feel your weariness drop away in a surge of adrenaline. Well, the it's object a snake. in your hands. <laughs> it's a wickedly curved dagger with a sharp interior edge. Fine scroll work lines both sides of the blade. It contains writing of some sort. A thin runnel, which you know what that is, mm-hmm. curves along the blade's outside edge. And most amazing of all, R.A. Montgomery decides not to explain the word runnel. <laughs> uh, it does appear. It's also solid gold. And then
1: we get the world's least impressive picture.
2: Your first impulse is to take a photo of the golden sickle with your cell phone camera and send it to Twig. But you don't want to draw attention to yourself by using your flash on your cell phone? Okay. Hey. And the light in your room is dim. Sure. You won't be able to take a decent photo until morning. Okay. What? Besides, Twig is probably already asleep.
0: So, Ari Montgomery... Felt like he needed to really justify why we can't take a picture of this thing. Like, it's well, vital no. to the plot.
2: Yeah. R.A. Montgomery was giving perfectly valid reasons for when a camera was involved a hood and a thing of, like, uh, phosphorus dust.
1: <laughs> but for a cell phone. Yeah. You, uh, it, you, Your first impulse is to take out your sketch pad and sit for four hours doing a really good rendition of what the sickle might look like and then send it courier post.
0: Have you guys seen that uh, YouTube video where a guy remixed Paper Planes by MIA, except that all the gunshots were replaced by musket fire with like all the reload time of a musket in between <laughs> each and every one? It is excruciating. What a weird
1: concept. Yeah,
2: that's, that's pretty so great. good. Uh, so, do we take a, a photo and send it to Twig right away or wait and decide to take a better photo in the morning? I'm not sure what
1: the risk is if we take a photo
0: yeah i mean i feel like the gm is trying to steer us very hard into like oh don't bother taking a photo because he has something planned to like spring on us
1: yeah probably probably a social encounter
2: look i'm willing to work with a dm right if you're like oh man look at all the, here's all these hints but if like your hints are stupid no you should be punished as a dm and a human being for making stupid hints mm-hmm. and i'm going off the cliff
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's just take that picture
2: taking the picture you pull a lampshade off the small lamp next to your bed. You place a sickle on the table as close to the light as possible. Get some of that Richard Brightfield detail in here.
1: Uh-huh. The boring kind? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you take several snapshots and send it to Twig with the following text. Interesting developments. See attached. Even more amazing in person. Call me ASAP in the AM. ASAP in the AM.
1: ASAP in the, the Bha <laughs>
2: <laughs> You select Twig's name and hit send. Someone has just figured out what a cell phone yeah, is. they're like, describing... Grandpa,
1: Grandpa Montgomery, here's how you send a picture <laughs> on your new cell phone. I must put this in my books. Yes. What, what good is knowledge if not to pass down to the next generation?
2: Ramsey, I have been enthralled by this cellular device.
1: Mark you, it looks like a cellular telephone, but it contains multitudes.
2: Then you replace the lampshade and carefully pack up the golden sickle and put it away in your pack. As you climb into bed, you think back on the events of your meeting with Alistair. In seconds, you are asleep.
1: You awake with a jerk. Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of my <laughs> bed. You, you don't remember
2: going to bed with someone. Someone is banging hard on your door. It sounds like they are about to knock it down. Who is it? You demand. You are in possession of valuable stolen property. Open this door at once. Shit. The government's reading our texts, y'all. Yeah. Shouldn't have sent that over unsecured. Should have used WhatsApp. Should have used Telegram. Uh, do they mean the golden sickle? But who even knows you have it? Did someone see Alistair hand it to you? The golden sickle in public?
1: It was in a brick. It was Yeah, in, I guess. A dis- a ribboned brick.
2: All right, fine. It was an old man handing a sickle-sized package to someone in a crowd.
1: Yeah, you don't get, you don't, the police don't find you because you're carrying the sickle. The police find you because you are carrying the only sickle-shaped box.
2: The police find you because it looked like you were planning a bombing.
1: <laughs> you stole, your stolen property is like fertilizer. It belongs to Home Depot.
2: Someone must have intercepted your cell phone message with the photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cautionary tale. Okay. What was the non-updated version of this book? Was it a wiretap? Or you sent like a letter with a bunch of photographs in the envelope?
1: We shouted as loud as we could out of our window in the hopes that it made it back to
2: <laughs> If you could hear me, there's something very important. Open up now, you little bugger.
1: Just looked it up. Number one, used as a term of abuse, especially for a man. Number two, a person who penetrates the anus of someone during sexual intercourse.
2: Oh, yeah, buggery is definitely a thing. It's it's like a real bad sexual insult.
0: Well, I guess another round of book updates are on the way. Yeah, they they forgot that one. While they're at it, they can re-fix Zimbabwe or whatever it was from
2: Race Forever. (laughs) It was Zaire. Yeah, you know. Whoever is outside now is now throwing themselves against your door, trying to break it down. You must act quickly. Are you describing your apartment, Chris? Yeah. Alistair warned you to guard the sickle with your life, but you thought it was a figure of speech, weirdly. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a pretty chill guy. Right? Yeah, he wasn't suspicious. Uh, Do we take the sickle and jump out the window? Yes. Or call the police on our cell phone like a nerd? I don't know. Are
1: the British police measurably quicker in their response time than the American police?
0: The only people who could have intercepted our cell phone messages are, like, Verizon and the government, right? So, like, yeah. probably the police are not on our
1: side. <laughs> yeah, we should, like, if we trust adults to solve our problems, we'll never get anywhere in life. Truth. Have to grow. An adult gave us this problem. So,
0: we're jumping out the window? We're jumping out the window. Six. I really wanted it to be stand and fight, and you find out that it's, <laughs> like, a plus two vorpal sickle or something, and you take these guys out? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hold on, I'll be right with you, you say rudely Just pull it on my clothes You've got 15 seconds, the voice outside replies Arbitr- Arbitrarily <laughs> One <laughs> Two Three <laughs> uh, You don't have time to dress That was a bluff you throw your clothes into your pack and jump out the small window, dick and balls, <laughs> out to the world.
1: <laughs> Dude, uh, uh, an old lady below you, uh, terrified to death of what just appears to be an asshole coming closer and closer to her. She dies of fright.
2: Now it's your turn to ask people not to look at
0: your package.
1: <laughs> it's not far
2: to the ground, and you roll when you land, scraping the skin off of your penis. <laughs> Daddy,
1: a naked American stole my balloon. <laughs> It's spooky season. If you haven't watched American Wolf in London in a minute, you owe yourself. It's a wonderful film. It's so fucking good. It's good, yeah. Like, fuck John Landis, but, like, it's a very good movie.
2: You can smell the garbage dumpster nearby. Up above, you hear the door to your room crack and break as your pursuers kick it in.
1: Uh, Please don't do that.
2: If you decide to jump into the dumpster to hide, since you've seen that several times in the movies and it always seems to work... Turn That's to the 51. entire sentence. Chris is not editorializing. This yeah. is not a joke. That is literally the words on this page.
1: Since you have seen it several times in the movies and it always seems to work...
2: If you decide to jump for the Stonewall and run for the Moors, turn to page 104. Again... Ooh, let's do that one. Let's do that one.
1: We also have seen that in the movies. Uh, please reference American Werewolf in London. It does not work well.
2: Let's head to the Moors. It's more in keeping with the Stonehenge. And also... Ari Montgomery the DM is just like, would you like to cast this spell? Your eyes start to bleed.
1: (laughs) Or... Quit playing with
2: magic. You jump the low stone wall at the back of the parking parking area and run to the field behind. Please don't. The grass is wet and the air is immediately cooler as you run. You're keenly aware of the lack of clothes on your body. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You curse yourself for not even thinking of putting on shoes. The dew forms
2: softly upon your penis. <laughs> you can hear your pursuers back at the inn. They sound like they're breaking apart the furniture in your room. He must be inside this dresser! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no,
1: he's he's got to be here somewhere. I'll check the nightstand.
2: This chair will be easy to pack once we remove the legs off it.
1: Listen, uh, he could... If if he's hiding in the pedestal sink, we're going to look like assholes if we didn't smash it open and see.
2: I'm punching this pillow! <laughs> The mist gets thicker as you run. The hill up ahead becomes harder to see. Suddenly you have to stop. You can't see anything behind or ahead. It's then you hear the whisper. The curse of the golden sickle is old and deep. You are doomed to run in the fog until the next year's solstice. Who who said that, you cry? Your only answer is the howling wind on the empty, foggy moors. The
1: End Golden Sickle is cursed. Fairies are cursed. Seems like there's no good way out of this except for to have told Twig to fuck himself. Hmm. Was that a choice? I don't remember. It could have been. Look at page three.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the the takeaway here is when your friend calls you and says, "Hey, do you mind taking a ninety dollar cab ride to someplace to do me a <laughs> solid?" You say, "Sorry, I had plans," and then hang up on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- I thought that was a pretty. I think this is a good book. There's like a lot going on. There, it seems like there's a lot of, like, really different paths through it. Uh, there's the right amount of text, I would argue. I would say page
1: 25 demonstrates the wrong amount of text.
2: <laughs> uh, wrong amount of text? Richard Breitfeld. I don't need to know, like, the nature of the school bus and how recently it was maintained before <laughs> we drive up to the red light. I just need to know that, like, we're on a bus.
0: I feel like I ep- edited that episode mercilessly, and it still came out just a grueling amount of description. It's so much description.
1: I don't remember what the joke was, but there's clearly a part where we reference a joke we had made earlier, and it like it, it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but it's very fun, which I think could be a tagline for our show. <laughs> yeah. All right, so until next time, I'm Ian. I'm Chris. I'm Mark. And remember, always choose
0: responsibly. And the hinge. <laughs> Stay in. <hen-jin. laughs>
2: I did, did like, so the pizza came in about 15 minutes ago, and I've just been staring at it, and I was just like, well, it's getting cold, and (laughs) I could sneak a little piece in.